Welcome back to G5 Football Daily, our audio accompaniment to our coverage of the Group of Five with Sports Illustrated Media Group and Fan Nation. I'm Joe Lonergan. Good to talk to you guys again. Coming up on the end of the season here, we've got conference championship still to play as of the published date this episode, which is Thursday night of November 30th. Hard to believe we are already at that point in the year. But before I get on a tangent, you all read the title of this episode. We're going to dive into Army-Navy with the two guys who are coaching those two teams at Gillette Stadium on December 9th. Really appreciate both of them giving me their time. Uh, First guy you're going to hear from, the head coach of the Naval Academy, Brian Newberry, in his first season as the head coach anyway. He's been the uh, defensive coordinator there since 2019, took over for Ken Niamatololo prior to this season. But after, you know, looking pretty rough in uh, those first couple of weeks of the season, the midshipmen have really battled back. And now heading into this game, uh, they got five wins and six losses. Certainly could have been worse for Coach Newberry. And I I asked him a little bit about that. He had some media availability earlier this week. Uh, Myself and a few other sports writers chatted with him for a couple of minutes. And what you're going to hear now is just the bits of the uh, questions that uh, I was able to ask him. So thank you to Navy for letting me do that. So here's what head coach Brian Newberry had to say about the midshipmen's upcoming date with the hated <laughs> Army Black Knights. Hey, coach, how you doing today? Good. How you doing, Joe? Good, good. Appreciate it. Uh, last time I, I talked to you, I believe, was in uh, Dublin, and and since that game, you guys have looked a lot more, you know, comfortable in your own skin, comfortable in in uh, the new offense. Uh, what do you think is kind of the biggest change in your team since you returned from that Ireland trip? Uh, I don't know. I think you, you, the typical changes that that they occur during a season, you know, and, um, every every year it takes on life of its own, and every team's a different personality. And and uh, you know, I think we've grown as a football team, and, and as you typically do during a season, um, been through a lot together, and uh, had some ups and some downs, and and uh, you know, our kids, when we've had our downs, they responded in the way we hoped that they would. And, uh, but it's a, it's a close group. They care a lot about each other, and they play for each other. And you know, I think they've they, you know they've continued to gel um, and grow together through, throughout the season. Over the course of your your first season as the head coach of this program, what do you think you've learned most about yourself? That I'm pretty resilient. You know, I think I knew that about myself before that. But I think you know when you're the, um, the leader of the program. Um, you know, obviously, you can't wear your emotions on your sleeve um, all the time, and and uh, you got to continue to lead through the through the tough times. And um, you know, I don't know that I've learned a whole lot new about myself necessarily. It's it's, it's been an adjustment being the head coach. It's different, uh, but I've enjoyed it. Enjoyed the challenge of it. Um, there's you know, there's always things that you learn, especially as a first time head coach when, when you go through the process. I don't I don't think Joe anything's really you know caught me by surprise or anything like that. Um, we've got a great staff and we've got great young men in our program. And, and you know, as mentioned, our, our players grow together and, and uh, you know, our entire football team, including our coaches, kind of do the same thing during the course of the year. Fair enough. As uh, the venue for this game goes to, to Boston as opposed to, you know, the traditional Philadelphia, um, you know, any any thoughts on, you know, your guys getting to play in a, in a different venue than what this game's usually played in or, you know, as far as, you know, interrupting the tradition of it or anything like that? 
No, excited about uh, going up there. Um, I've never been to Gillette Stadium, and, and uh, majority of our players haven't been up there either. So it's it's uh, it's one thing that's kind of nice about this game is changing locations and getting to see different places and, and playing different parts of the country. And uh, so I think we're all looking forward to it. On uh, the quarterback side for you guys, you know, you mentioned our line being a little banged up. Uh, who are you kind of planning on on going with and using the most uh, as you move into this game? Yeah, well, I think you know, Ty Lavitai is going to be back for, for this game, should be available. And so you feel like you got three quarterbacks that can certainly go in the game and, and, and play for you. Uh, expect our line to be back and, and ready to go, um, you know, this week. And so. Uh, obviously going to take a look at all three of those guys and, and uh, as we always do, you know, evaluate these two weeks and, and go with the guy that we feel like is just the best chance to win. And uh, that ain't more than one. In uh, preparing for Army's offense, you know, they've got the uh, the gun option look that they've tried to use quite a bit this year mm-hmm. and kind of back and forth between that and the more traditional triple option look. Um, just how are you guys kind of preparing for that aspect of Army's offensive attack? You know, you, you know, when you play this game, you, you kind of have to prepare for everything, Joe. And uh, you end up chasing a lot, um, as I'm sure that they do it as well. And uh, you always see some new wrinkles and some new things. And so we just have to be prepared for everything. Obviously, they've been in the gun most of the year. Um, you know, got under center in their last game against Coastal Carolina. They kind of had a necessity a little bit. But I would assume that we'll see both and, and we'll be prepared for both and, and a little bit more. And again, on on their offensive side, they they've got Bryson Daly, they've they've got Champ Harris, who's younger, but two different playing styles between those guys. I guess, what are your thoughts on how they utilize both guys in those systems? Yeah, I'm, I've been really impressed with, with Bryson. Uh, I've been really impressed with both of them. Champ's more of a, a passer. <clears throat> um, Bryson more of a, more of a runner for those guys, and um, but they're they're both able to do both things within their system. Uh, and, and doing well, you know, I, I compare Champ a little bit to uh, uh, Braxton. You know, I think they're they're very similar uh, in, in their abilities and what they're able to do, and and um, both have really bright futures. Uh, but really impressed with, with um, Bryson. I think he's a tough um, football player. I think he runs their offense really well, and I think he throws it well enough um, to beat you if you let him. There's no doubt about it. I guess with Army – if they were to win this week, then they'd be in sole possession of the CIC. For you guys, you know, as the the quote unquote hated rival, what would it mean to spoil that? I just want to win the game. Uh, sure. it's, it's really not about spoiling anything for me. It's just about us us beating Army. Uh, it's the most important game of the year for us, and um, you know we're going to do everything we can to go go win the game. Uh, wish it was for the CIC on our part. You know, if we could handle our business against Air Force and. Uh, but it, it doesn't take away the meaning of this game for us uh, by any means, um, you know, whether we were playing for the CIC or, or not, uh, or sole possession of it. Um, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. We, we, we want to get win this game uh, as bad as we want to win any game on our schedule, obviously. And so it's just, um, to be a sporter, that's great. But we just want to win the football game. Fair enough. Uh, last question for me today. Um, just in the time that you have been with the U.S. Naval Academy, the world's changed, you know, the U.S. military has changed. What kind of has been your perception, if if there's been any changes at all in how uh, the young men who come to play football at the U.S. Naval Academy just approach their position in life as service members? 
You know, it's a good question. I don't think it's been really a whole lot different since I've been here. You know, this is um, went some interesting times, uh, and I think you know that that may uh, uh, be on our kids' minds a little bit more than maybe some of them in the past. But you know, we've got we've got great young men um, in our program, and um, you just can't say enough good things about them. But uh, their approach and their mindset, you know, to me, since I got here, nineteen has been really consistent in, in that regard. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Okay, getting ready for the latest chapter in one of the greatest rivalries in sports, the Army-Navy game. And uh, for the next few minutes here, we're joined by Army head coach Jeff Monken. Coach, it's a pleasure to talk to you as always, and I hope you're having a wonderful uh, Tuesday here. Glad to talk to you as well. (laughs) Uh, So, Coach, you know, since the final whistle of that UMass loss, it's like a a switch has flipped uh, within your team. What, What changed in your team's preparation and execution since that game? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult to say it's just one thing. I think just attitude and effort, um, have continued to, to be as good as, as we could ask of our guys. I mean, I don't don't think we lost the UMass game because we had a bad attitude or we didn't try hard. We didn't execute very well. And it's embarrassing because, um, respect to UMass and, and the coaching staff there, but that's, that's a game that we, we won 44 to seven a year ago and uh, really just felt really poorly about the way we played. And, and uh, so our, our guys have maintained a determination throughout the season, but you know, the UMass game certainly uh, was a bit of an embarrassment, just, just having the tables turned on us like that. But, and we had a run there, Syracuse, Boston College, Troy, and LSU. Those are all good football teams. Uh, those are all teams that are going to bowl games, and uh, three of those are Power Five games, and one of those is a is a reigning conference champion. So I mean, we had our hands full there. And it, going back to UTSA, there's another back-to-back uh, conference USA champion, and we were fortunate we won that game and played played pretty well in that game, but. Um, just the, the, the rivalry of the, the air force game and and the opportunity to play for commander chiefs trophy. I think our guys were very determined in that game and and executed very well. Um, and, uh, and we, we didn't play a great football game against Holy cross good enough to win, but felt like when we played pretty well a week ago against a, a very good coastal Carolina team, another bowl team. So, um, you know, our guys have just continued to work hard, had a great attitude, and, and, uh, and you know, just as of late, we've been able to make some plays. Uh, you know, in terms of that Air Force game that you mentioned, rather, and put you in a position to win the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, you know, going back, what were the kind of adjustments that you guys made for that Air Force team that, that set you up to be in this position? I don't know that we made any adjustments. Uh, really just tried to to execute our game plan as well as we could obviously we're facing a different offense than 
we typically face uh, with the under center option and and the things that that Air Force does. And they 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 do a really good job with it. And uh, but our our defensive coaches and our defensive players, I thought, played a really good football game. And uh, obviously, holding them to three points gave us a great chance to win. But early on in the game, we hit some plays. We hit a big play on the on the fourth play from from scrimmage, the long touchdown run, and then had one other drive that quarter. Um, and we found ourselves up 20 to nothing really early in the game with a lot of football left to play. And it was interesting how the game just became a, a back and forth battle from that point. Uh, but we were fortunate to get a lead early and be able to keep it. Speaking of offense, uh, your team and offensive coordinator Drew Thatcher, I've uh, kind of given a mixed bag of looks in terms of going from that shotgun option and then also under center with a more traditional option, like what was working for you in that that Coastal Carolina game. I guess how do you kind of determine what kind of looks you're going to give the other team? Because you know, Coach Beck, when I talked to him after that uh, game against you guys, they they really weren't prepared for the under center looks you guys were giving them, and that obviously helped you guys win. We hadn't uh, we hadn't run a whole lot of under center plays throughout the season, and uh, and certainly, um, you know, going into that game against Coastal felt like they may not be prepared for that either. That uh, you know, for the for the limited number of reps that we had we had taken or shown on film, that there probably wouldn't be a lot of prep time getting ready for the under center stuff. So I didn't go into the game feeling like. It, it was something that we were going to do from from start to finish, but it was working. We were moving the ball, we were controlling the clock, and it just made sense to stay in it and and continue to to roll with that game plan. And we had other other things prepared, uh, but we were able to stay with that game plan, which which I think really helped us win the football game. When you think about your offense this year, what are you most impressed by, and where do you want to see improvement? Well, there's a lot we need to improve. I'll start with that. We just we've got to score more points. We got to run the ball more effectively. Uh, we prided ourselves on being a a great running team here, and uh, and there's been times where we haven't looked like a, a an effective running team. Um, and we got to score more points. It just it, it, the way to win is to score more than the other team. And when you don't score very very many points, you put a lot of pressure on your defense to to hold the other team to uh to a low score and it's not always easy to do um so we've uh you know we've got to we've got to improve in a lot of areas um but you know th- some of that is for the off season and and much of that we've been trying to do over the last few weeks and get better um, but you know the thing that i've been really impressed with our our, our offense is just the the resiliency of our guys, the uh, the attitude of our players to continue to try to improve, and and certainly changing gears in the last game and going to the to the under center stuff, and I thought our guys handled it really well, and uh, and so you know that was it was uh, certainly different for them. the The fundamentals are different, the the ball exchanges are different, but our guys handled it really well, and and. Uh, I'm, I was proud of him for that. And, you know, proud of guys like Jacoby Buchanan and Tyson Riley and players like that have, that have changed positions or changed roles uh, 
and really handled it very professionally and, and just done whatever they could to help the team. What's that conversation like when you go to a guy like, like Riley or Buchanan and say, Hey, we like you, but we, we'd like you more if you were in this spot over here or something to that effect. Well, we like those guys a hundred percent, no matter what. Sure. Um, the amazing thing about our team is just the unselfishness that they possess the, the, the team spirit and the loyalty they have to each other. Neither one of those guys said anything and we didn't have to say anything to them. It's it just whatever their position was going to be to, to best help the team or put our, our team in position to win. They were going to do it. They're willing to do it. Those guys have played a lot of football for us. They've meant a lot to this program, helped us win a lot of football games and, and uh, I hope they'll help us win one more. On the offensive side of the ball, again, on the quarterback side specifically, you have Bryson Daly, who's had some really gutsy days for you this year. Then you also have Champ Harris in that room, freshman who certainly got promise. What do you think of their dynamic and how they've sort of played their roles for your team this year? Certainly it's been it's been Bryson's team, just in terms of being the quarterback. Um, you know, Champ got thrown into action there in the Troy game when Bryson got hurt and then then started and played in the LSU game, which isn't – neither of those teams are easy to 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 play against. Um, outstanding defense is well coached, very talented. Uh, so he got thrown into the fire there, and that's not easy for, for anybody, but certainly a true freshman. Uh, he's He's got a ton of talent. He just – a really, really talented young player, uh, but a lot to learn and a lot of, a lot of areas where he needs to grow and develop and he will, uh, but it's a good room. I'm, I'm really excited about Larry Robinson who's in that room and Cale Helms is in that room, uh, all freshmen that are going to grow and, and develop in the program. But you know, Bryson Daly's done a really good job with our football team and he hasn't played perfect this year, but uh, he's, he's run hard. He's taken a lot of shots. He's, made some good throws and, and, uh, and just kept that, that, that level of, of uh, expectation for toughness uh, up there for, for that unit when he's in there. I mean, there's a confidence with a guy like that. He's a veteran player, though he hasn't played a lot, didn't play a lot before this season. Uh, There's a confidence when he's in there. And uh, so he's uh, I'm glad he's healthy and we're, we're excited to, to be going into the game against Navy with him. What do you think about Navy and how they've kind of made their own tweaks under Brian Newberry in his first year at the home? Well, I don't think about them very much, uh, uh, or I should say, I don't think much of them. Uh, but we do think about about them and defending them. They they've done a really good job, and obviously they're different than they've been. And uh, Grant Chestnut, who's who's now the offensive coordinator, doing a lot of different things uh, formationally. Um, this, the, the personnel that they're using and, and, uh, and, and different ways to run a lot of the traditional option plays, you know, split backs and offset backs and some shotgun. And uh, they've, they've got a really good package of plays and it it makes them difficult to defend. So uh, we certainly got our hands full in preparing for those guys. Brian's such a good coach. He's, he, uh, he's, been a tremendous defensive coordinator. Uh, his teams and his, his defenses have always been 
tops in their league or tops in the country. Um, and so they, they're, they're tough to go up against. So you only got to look at the games the last four years of us uh, trying to, trying to attack them offensively. And, and, uh, and he does a really good job of defending us and, and defending everybody else as well. One more question about, uh, you know, your team coach, Leo Lowen, one of your captains had another strong year. Uh, just, just talk about his progression and what you've seen from him in the last, you know, little bit over this winning streak specifically. Leo's a tough kid and a, and a tremendous competitor. Um, he's a guy that, even as a team captain stays out every day after practice and he's either getting extra conditioning or he's working on the one man sled or he's uh, he'll grab another player and he'll, he'll cover him on one-on-one routes. Um, just, just always working and try to get better. And, uh, and he's had some really good games for us this year and he's had games where he wished he played better and, and we do too. Um, you know, that that's that's just part of playing um, what what is uh, what's what's really, you know, I think most impressive about him is his humility. He's he's uh, he's gotten a lot of accolades. He's, you know, whether it's preseason honors or postseason honors or MVP of games, um, he just he remains humble and tries to get better every day and and uh, and really works to try to push the others around him to to get better and improve and and play their very best so he's a great kid um extremely intelligent and and uh and just a really tough player coach before i let you go uh i i asked this question of coach newberry yesterday as well um having been coaching at service academies for over a decade now uh the world's changed quite a bit in those 10 years you know uh the U.S. military has changed, you know, as well. Um, when you think about just how things have changed and and how you know global conflict has changed, do you think any of that really plays into the mindset of your players and the young men who come to play football at West Point and how they mentally approach their role in life as service members? I don't know that that's changed in the ten years I've been here. Sure, there will always be global conflict. And there, there will always be a need for the U.S. to answer the call. And that's why we have these men and women that serve and, and how fortunate we all are to have men and women that volunteer to, to take on these roles and, and take on these jobs. And uh, all of our players that are here, all of their classmates that are here in the Corps of Cadets have all made that pledge of commitment. They know what's at stake. They know what their job is. Uh, and they're preparing and training to to do those jobs. So I don't know that it affects the way our guys play or how they approach a game or or how they're uh, how they're uh, approaching their life beyond West Point. They they know what they want to do and uh, where they're called to be. And and uh, I'm glad we got them. I, we've got 4,400 of the best young Americans that, that, uh, that this country has to offer and they're all proudly going to serve in our military. And, and, uh, what's, what's awesome is just to see each year, uh, a new, a new generation of, of, uh, young men and women who've been called to serve that, that come here to West Point and to our service academies to, to, uh, to serve our nation. 
Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time. We'll see what happens in, uh, in Boston. Thanks a lot. Beat Navy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you again to both the coaches for uh, coming on, Coach Newberry and Coach Mogin. Looking forward to seeing how that game plays out in Boston on December 9th. If you want to hear uh, our previews of the conference championship games this weekend, just go back one episode in the feed. Uh, myself and Eric Henry of 247 Sports kind of took a dive into all those games. And we talked about the addition of Delaware to Conference USA. So worth a listen if you haven't checked that out already. We'll see you next week for a review of the conference championship games and more Army-Navy talk with uh, some other guests as well from around the sports world. Should be a good one. Until then, follow us on social media at G5FootballDaily and uh, I'm J-O-E-H-I-O underscore and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Happy football watching, everybody.